From the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air. Here are your hosts, Keith Weldons and Mark Tapp. All right, New River Valley, this is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons, and you're listening to AM HodgePodge. Yeah, good morning. Do you have your New Year's resolution set? I don't. How come you said, why was that singular? Do you yeah, have your like, New Year's resolution? You, you, right. You, you just can said be, resolution. It, I mean, do you do just one? You can do, do whatever you want, but I mean, do you have any of them? Do you have any? I have, I have some thoughts rolling around mm-hmm. my head. I, I know where I want to go with some of them. But um, do you want one? No. See that? But that, let me it give doesn't you, work like. That. Let me give you a resolution. No. You should it, be willing to take more resolutions. Yeah, from other people. Yeah. When people say, "Hey, listen, can I help you out?" You should be willing to take it. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. I think to to be successful in your pursuit of fulfillment of the resolution, you have to be passionate about it. Yeah. It has to mean something to you. I want your resolution to be, to, you need to watch the way you talk to me. You need to talk to me better. <laughs> All right. Is that going to happen? Uh, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I talk about feeling it. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, uh, not only does your truck look good, and we talked about that, uh, thanks. but then uh, it was funny hearing from a, a past guest listener. He knows who he is. He was sending out notes as far as uh, yeah. what's up with Mark's truck. I thought but, that was a little disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it does look good. It does look good. Uh, In fact, what I was going to tell you, and I, I mean, I don't think I told you, but they're the exact same size and everything as my, the tires that are on mine. Right. But they're more uh, in width and everything, but yep. they're more aggressive. Yeah. They, and they, they, they look. Yeah. They look bigger, but they're the same. Yep. They mm. might be, because they've got a little bit of a knobbiness to them, mm. they're, they might be, you know, a half inch or something wider on the outer ri- yeah. edge or something mm-hmm. like that. But, yeah, you're right. They're the exact same measurement. Yeah. I, I know just from when I was looking for tires, um, it, you know, if you compare a BF Goodrich to a Mickey mm. Thompson to a Goodyear to a Neato – they all have a little bit different size, even yeah. though they're the same. Correct. Same but different. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, it does look good. And apparently, according to Cora, meteorologist, is it yeah. Miss Meteorologist, she said that she'll be able to use them. I'm I'm looking forward to going out and playing. Because you're, you're going to be busting people back and forth to bowling, apparently. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm going to go, go from Giles County to uh, Blacksburg for a bowling night yeah exactly you got right. him you might as well use him yeah? that's true yeah. yeah well welcome everybody this is keith weltons and that is mark tapp you're listening to am hodgepodge happy new year that's 2024 check your calendar i've been in three or four different people's homes so far this year every one of them still has a december calendar up what's that say that's january january first one radio stations on it yeah that might be the first one that i see that's on january everyone still has theirs on December. And so I'm starting to think, hmm, 
I might now know what to get them as far as a Christmas gift in the future. <laughs> Maybe is, they didn't get it for Christmas. Yeah. Time to go yeah, get they were expecting everyone to give them one or something. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've had one of those ter- flip page calendars. Is, is You don't have one of those in your house? No. Oh, we have multiple of them. Is, uh, is January the last month? In the calendar, or do you, or is December, and then you have to. A lot know. of times they will put a thirteen month yeah. uh, calendar, but so you got to be. Well, we're always on the January. We just flip it to the to the to the. We have a you j- have to the, replace it. Then we just have the new one underneath, yeah. and then when you get into December, you just start transferring over the names and the dates from one mm. to the next that you want. Sounds a lot like work. It's not. It's actually pretty good <laughs> because it's a great re- recap. From the previous True. year, and it's also an identifier for you know when you went uh, on vacation, and you'll got to, if you're going to start thinking, do you mm-hmm. still want to try and do it that week, and kind of everything else. What's your New Year's resolutions? Um, well, I am going to stick to. I've gone back and forth on uh, um, exercising and mm-hmm. stuff like that, uh, but from a personal standpoint, so it's not going to be the exercising. You're not going to do that one. No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. But I am going to start to to um, be. Uh, what's the kindest way to say it to myself? I'm going to be a little more. Um, uh, I guess accepting. Of just the things that I can't change. Ah, yeah. Contentedness. Mm, yeah, just accepting. Yeah. yeah. I may not be content, but I will accept them. Mm-hmm. Just that they are just the way that they are, and to waste energy on that is a waste what's, of what's energy. That, what's that? It's kind of a prayer or a saying, God, give me courage to change the things that I can. And the wisdom to change, the, 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 to, to know the things that I can't or yeah, something like something that. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. And the beer to be able to deal with the people that I'm with. <laughs> That's an ad lib. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think God had anything to do with that. Yeah. Do you have Do you have something? Yeah. For what? For beer? Yeah. Yeah, I do, actually. I've got a, I've got a couple of things. Okay. Uh, this... I guess doesn't really come as a surprise. Okay. So the the title of this article from Fortune magazine is Investment Billionaire Hands Son His $6.1 Billion Stake in the World's Biggest Brewer, ABM Bev. He ends it? He hands it to him. So ABM Bev, uh, it's, it's actually kind of an interesting back story how uh, – this person, his name's Marcel Herman Tells, and he is one of three investors that uh, have a roughly 50% stake in MBEV. Okay. And they have, uh, the three of them are, um, they raise capital for venture. Sure. Uh, they're they're venture, venture capitalists. And um, he is the youngest of the three, I believe. He's just shy of 70. And he's got two sons. His uh, youngest son is Max. And, and I always love this. I, I don't understand it. why, you know, when you go to a really expensive restaurant, you get a smaller portion than you do at the cheaper restaurants for whatever reason. And then on the flip side, the richer you are, the longer your name is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Maximilius. So this guy's name is Max Van Hogarden Herman Tells. I just call him Junior. Mm. 
Um, but he has he has no experience running a brewery. He's had a couple of internships at financial institutions. He is a CFA, a financial analyst, but he's young. Now, we don't know how old he is because that information is not available. But he's just younger than 70. He's way younger than 70. He couldn't be that old uh, uh, because he's only had two internships and a job, one job. Okay. So he couldn't be that old. Um, And he is – his father's stake in ABM Bev was given to him at the end of the year, December 15th, I believe. Which no doubt is some sort of a tax sure. move. Um, but it, it will be interesting. Now, my my gut tells me that these three partners have almost nothing to do with the actual running of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. They're, they're financial backers. But that was kind of an interesting move. Uh, definitely an estate planning kind of move. Um, I did want to touch on... Maybe just sort of a trend, uh, a couple trends maybe. So I saw this article, and we'll try to put this up on Facebook. It's the 22 best non-alcoholic beers for 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, January's dry January for many people. Mm-hmm. I, my wife introduced me to a concept. Uh, she said that, that there's this new concept called um, moist January. So it's like uh, partially, you know. It's like a loose interpretation, interpretation. Of, of not drinking. Sure. Cora's got a horrible face on her. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I have to find a song with that word in it. No. <laughs> so, um, 22 beers, 22 beers for 2024. I wonder why they didn't just take it to 24 beers. Hmm. 24 for 2024. Wouldn't you have done that? I would have. Yeah. But uh, Dos Equis got is on the list with their zero beer. It's a salt and lime beer. No, a non-alcoholic, Correct. apparently. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, I, what sort of surprised me was that there are actually 24 or 22 non-alcoholic beers in mm-hmm. the world. Um, but the, the reviews of these beers are really pretty high, stunningly so. Mm-hmm. And they're not just IPAs. There's Pilsners, there's Wheats, there's Ambers. Mm-hmm. Um, one that sort of struck me as surprising, uh, there's a, a group out of Naperville, Illinois, called Go Brewing, and they have a beer called Not Just Another Story Double IPA. Didn't think I'd ever see a double IPA non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, no joke. Kind of because the, the the purpose That's of the double IPA is, is the double the alcohol. Correct. Know? But they, but it does have a different uh, flavor profile. I'm not a big fan of double IPA. Me neither. In yeah. fact, when my my parents came and visited for uh, uh, well, it was last weekend. And I, uh, my wife had m- bought some beer for the refrigerator. Uh, there was, it was like a mixed. There was a one of the beer packages was a mixed pack, and it had some doubles in there. And um, th- my father drank them up, no problem. So I was like, actually huh. happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, that that is kind of. I don't like the it. last one that I would go to if it was in the mm-hmm. fridge. Yeah. 
They don't taste cold to me, which is the weird. And I think that that has something to do with the higher alcohol and malt component to it. I just don't think they ever taste cold. And so, therefore, I don't like them. Well, to that point, they you there is no aspect of refreshing. Yeah, right. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. That's a better word. They're yeah. not refreshing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm look. I I enjoy it when I drink. I even if I'm not hot, I still like it. To, to mm-hmm. it's like why why do people drink colas? Yeah, they you know and they put ice in them in the winter. As they're looking for that refreshment, right? I mean, yeah. so much so I think it says it refreshing on it, the Coca-Cola ads. It's like, so when I have a beer and it's not refreshing, I don't like it. It doesn't matter how good it tastes. Mm-hmm. It's, got, it's got to meet the first component of it needs to be somewhat refreshing. Like a cold, moist towel on your forehead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, exactly right. All right, last thing I'll talk about is... <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I'll talk about is uh, uh, this is a story about – I'm not going to go into all the details of it, but it's a story about a Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the brewing industry. There, being a brewer has gotten more difficult. I think it's been difficult or been getting more difficult because of the competition um, and trends, but then COVID kind of really put the hurt on a lot of companies, and they're just now sort of – at the end of their line. Um, But what was shocking to me, so this is Flying Fish Brewing out of Pennsylvania. They've been around for, I think, uh, close to 15 years. So it's not like a fly-by-night company. Um, But but their balance sheet listed in the bankruptcy proceedings, $1.3 million in assets, which really isn't a lot Mm -hmm. for brewing. Because uh, the equipment's so expensive, but 9.3 million in liabilities. So somehow they were able to limp along with, you know, basically nine times the amount of debt that they had in assets, um, and they just got to the end. Which is, I think, um, you know, we've talked about this, Keith. Maybe not on the radio, but in the office, um, th- that fake company mm-hmm. uh the the concept where um because money's been so cheap right and because there's been so much financial stimulus in the in the system in the last 10 years a lot of companies that maybe shouldn't have made it right not just in brewing but in all industries right um have and and this this period we're going through is going to really tighten the belts on a lot of people yeah it's the uh, what is it? Everyone out of the pool. We'll see who's got swim trunks on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you bring ball over beer today? We can talk about it. All right. Do you want me to run the run the music? Absolutely. Get the, get, get sort of get the environment going. Yep. Ball over beer. All right. So, Cora. Yes. Did you watch any? Football, were you either forced or willingly over the last weekend and plus? Did you watch any football, maybe bowl games? You can start with Virginia Tech, West Virginia sort of stuff, and then you can move into the past weekend. But have you watched any? Yes. Okay. Have you watched commercials? They were on. Okay. Do you remember any of them that involved beer? No. No. Okay. Mark. Did yes. you watch any footballs besides 
the Virginia Tech football game? Nope, that was the only one I, I watched. Okay. Do you remember any commercials with beers? No. Yeah, okay. So that is a trend where the money is being spent in the facilities themselves in order to promote. The reality is those that end, uh, end up doing drinking, right? If they're at a bar, they're going to be doing the drinking at yeah. that bar. And if they're going to be doing the drinking at the game, they're going to do the drinking at the game. And if they're going to do it at home, they're going to do it at home. But the advertising doesn't seem to be working on that. Mm-hmm. However, I just told Mark about an ad that came out. Oh. Yeah. And it's a Bud Light ad. And it's a Bud Light ad that Peyton Manning walks into the beer and buys everyone around and then goes behind the bar and starts throwing cans of Bud Light at people. Two people. Two people. <laughs> There's a difference. Although, yeah, two people to although, try have them try to catch it. And they're falling out of their chairs and kind of everything else. And so the question is, how long will that ad stay on the air before people actually start throwing Bud Lights in the bar. And, by the way, if your team does not win, there's a propensity to want to throw something anyway. <laughs> so my question is, is how long? It's probably already happened. Yeah. Yeah. So will we see, Will we continue to see that ad? And secondarily, how long is it going to take before we see either A, additional ads that play off of that or B, we don't see those ads anymore. So do you think we'll see additional ads that play off of that or will we see a stop of those ads? Point of clarification, is it fantastical? Like, does it look like he's being dramatic in the throwing? No. No, it looks realistic. He's actually throwing the beers. Well, and I wouldn't want him to throw anything at me. Yeah. Um, to you, though. Right. But I don't I mean, the point is... Nah, neither. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, these are willing recipients. Yeah. They're receivers. Yeah. Well, they're actors. But but Keith's point is, uh, it's not going to be long if, and to your point, Cora, uh, probably already has happened, that somebody in the bar who, instead of having beer muscles, he's got a beer arm. Right. He, he thinks, hey, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to do it. Right. Uh, go long! Yeah, but also cultural psychology we'll probably see more commercials and more marketing tactics around that especially the like um the famous component Mm. people want to feel like they can do that as well so i would say there's going to be more commercials around that yeah so i guess lastly like a defender maybe yeah yeah (laughs) so lastly how how more likely are you to give bud light another shot with Peyton Manning now throwing the beer versus before. I mean, does it move the needle at all in your world? A lot of no. people like Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, I like Peyton Manning, but I also, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's a needle mover because mm-hmm. there's also probably a large chunk of the population that realizes Bud Light just has marketing dollars. Yeah. So yeah. is it just a fun, entertaining gimmick commercial? Right. Yeah. I'm curious what it's going to lead up to, to the Super Bowl. And that's kind of where I wanted to end. It's like, where will this play as the Super Bowl now is about a month away? Yeah. So we'll get there and we'll see some level of, I believe, ramping up of this sort of an ad and it will crescendo in something or it will completely 
fizzle back out. But we will be moving into that fantastical world of Super Bowl commercials before you know it, the ad dollars that we'll be able to spend. But there have been very few dollars spent beyond the Modeo ads during sports this year. And everyone has seen mm-hmm. those over and over and over and over. But beyond that, it's pretty much stopped. Cause they're, I did enjoy been, the Corona Christmas commercials. Yeah. They replayed some old ones and they had a couple of new Christmas ones out. So. Yeah. But I also like the beach and palm trees and they always had those. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. All right. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we come back, Cora, we'll catch up with you. Stick with us. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. She's a pretty young thing Gonna buy that girl a black diamond ring All girl 